Hello and welcome to today's episode of Courageously Unapologetic with Corrine Allen and one of my beautiful, insightful friends. Um, I'm so excited to just give you this inside scoop with her perspective. So we're going to be talking about something that is kind of classified as one of those hard things. Um, And I'm not really going to get into it too much until she is here with me, but I just want to introduce her and just share the connection and the trust that I have with her. Amber and I have been friends for well over a decade. Uh, What started through connection and referral, um, turning into me doing her hair, um, to us Um, going through um, different life changes together, getting healthy, having babies, um, discovering different ways of birthing methods, all sorts of stuff. Our history, um, it just has a lot. And she is a safe place, a trusted place. And Amber is a nurse. And I have asked her to share her uh, insight and her perspective, as well as her own personal story as a mother of three and where there was a time where she um, changed her mind and went from vaccinating her children to not vaccinating. So I'm going to introduce my friend Amber to you. I'm so excited to um, let, you know, for us to hear together and, and be here together. So please welcome my friend Amber. I can't wait to dive in with you. Hey, Amber, can you hear me? Hi, I can. Yay. Awesome. All right. So I just did a nice little intro about you. So you can, you'll get to hear that later and uh, hear about our lifelong stretch of where all this started from. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But aside from hairdressing days and coaching days and all the other things that we have gone through together and been connected through since, um, You know, I think what I really want to kind of start this with and share is that there's a lot of people that we can ask questions and get perspectives about, um, you know, all different walks of life and situations. And I think that it is most valuable and credible when there is trust and connection there. um, And it's a deeper connection and and the stories connect. And so I know that when we were talking about this, you had mentioned sharing your own personal story in addition to your career and Mm -hmm. that that is where that magic is for you. So I definitely want to um, have you share about, you know, your children and where your stance is with that and what you have gone through. But Um, I would love to start with asking some questions that I know a lot of people have and, um, you know, maybe they're simple and maybe they're vague, but they give that the open door to so much more and then we can kind of go from there. So as a nurse, would you be able to kind of give even just a little brief, like what are nurses taught about vaccinations? So I went to um, nursing school a decade ago. I've been a nurse for a long time. Um, And from what I can remember and talking with other nurses, um, you're basically taught some really simple things. First and foremost, that vaccines are safe and effective. Basically, they are the modern day miracle. They eradicated diseases. Um, We're taught the CDC schedule. Um, You know, when 
people are to take the vaccinations from birth into adulthood. You're taught how to administer vaccinations safely. And um, we do talk a lot about the different types of immunity. Mm. Um, But nothing super in-depth on how vaccines are made or produced or what the safety studies are. Um, We do a lot of studying on um, pharmacology. Sorry. Um, So you learn a lot about medications. You have to know the side effects and how the mechanism of action works in the body and what the medication is for. But they don't go into that a whole lot with vaccines. So it's basically, here's what they are. Here's when you give them and here's how you do it. Hmm. So was there something that made you dig deeper? Um, not for a long time. Um, I, I was vaccinated as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, going through school, I was a bedside nurse for um, most of my career. And going through school, you don't really question a whole lot. Right. You're just taking in so much information. Um, but it wasn't actually until I learned that um, I was what they call a vaccine non-responder. So when you go into nursing school, they test your antibodies in your blood. It's a titer test to make sure that you are immune to certain things like hepatitis B, chickenpox, um, measles, mumps, oh, wow. rubella. And so I had to get my blood drawn to go into nursing school. And I learned that I was not immune to hepatitis B. So I had to get the whole series again. It's a three-shot series. Wow. And then going into my first nursing job, I had to show proof of all of that. And they did redraw my blood just to verify. And I, again, was not oh my immune God. to hepatitis B. And it didn't make any sense. And wow. I didn't know that that could happen, as silly as that sounds, being a nurse. I didn't know that people could not respond to vaccination. Wow. Um, but it turns out that like one to 10% of people actually don't respond to the hepatitis B vaccine. Mm. Um, and it ended up getting the series a total of three times. Still not <laughs> immune. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so that's a little bit of it on my personal. Um, yeah. Notes. Right from the get go kind of like opened your eyes a little bit. Yeah. But then it was also things like questioning my pediatrician when I had my daughter, why did why do we need a um, chicken pox vaccine? I had chicken pox as a kid. I was a generation, probably part of the last generation that had chicken pox. Right. It was horrible. I had a horrible case of it, but I survived. I came out just fine. I don't have any repercussions from that. And I have wow. lifelong immunity to it. And I basically got lectured at for mm. questioning why she should have this versus having an in-depth conversation to the risks and benefits of vaccinating my child. Mm. And I felt dumb and I, yeah, I'm not dumb. I'm a highly right. educated person and um, w- we went with it. We vaccinated her. Um, mm-hmm. And then it started a couple years ago with my sister who was also a nurse. Mm. Um, she actually has an autoimmune disorder that led her on a health journey through um, her own healing and learning more about food as medicine and toxics in our um, toxins in our environment and what we put in our body and why it's important and more of just a holistic approach and she's the one who really started to beg me at one point to look into this and I didn't for a long time because it's almost like you're indoctrinated to believe 
what you're taught about the vaccinations in school. These are safe yeah. and effective. There's no way that there's great risk. Uh, um, you know, that these are what you do. This is the norm. This is what you do. And that's it. You don't question it. And for a long time, I had a hard time looking into it mm-hmm. because of just looking back at um, some things I went through with my kids, looking back at my um, being a non-responder to a vaccine myself, right. and just things I had seen in the hospital with my patients, not necessarily just with vaccinations, but reactions to other medications or medical procedures. Yeah. And it became this thing of like, do I want to open this box? Do I want to know yeah. this information? And when yeah. it hit me that I was scared to learn about it. I knew Mm. that I had to. I knew I had to do it. It's like you know that a rabbit hole is coming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you're like, here we go. You know, I was I was talking to one of my girlfriends the other day and I said, I know that this sounds maybe even like I'm a bad mom or, you know, whatever judgment you want to attach to it. I said, but I literally had to like put this off until I knew that I had time because you know, I was going through other things with my daughter or I was in the middle of, you know, whatever it is. And you know, it's like you said, when you get that feeling of, oh, this is going to be a lot. And it's, I mean, that's a nudge right there, but it's like, okay, you know, let's see how this goes. And, you know, like you said, it's something is telling you to dig deeper and you can pinpoint that back. I mean, um, how old is your oldest again? How old is she? She'll be nine in July. Nine. Okay. So, so our oldest are very close in age. And so it just, it, it makes you kind of sit back and you're like, oh my gosh, this is something because we were in that same boat. I remember us talking about, you know, our birthing stories and talking about how we wanted, you know, those to go over. And it's kind of like, it brings you back to that moment of, I've been questioning things for a while and the dots have been connecting. Um, so the final, like, the final thing for you was maybe it was part of it, like watching your sister's health, you know, transform um, and her kind of, there's been a lot of situations for me personally, other people I know where we have self-diagnosed or we have worked through. um, We've kind of like, let me try it the natural way and see how that goes. So was it kind of, like, okay, maybe I'll dig in now that I've seen my sister who I trust, but also she's a nurse. Um, was she having some positive reactions to the new way she was doing things? Um, for sure. Um, yeah. She was able to get herself off the medications that she had needed to be on for her autoimmune disease. But what it was is her like emphatic mm. plead with me to Aww. look into it further. Not because it was anything crazy, but because she loves me and she loves my kids and she loves her kids. And it was like, I found this information and I can't just sit and be quiet with it. And you need to look at it. And me, I was so stubborn about it because this is a mandated product for your children to go to school. Yeah. And I, my first thought was, well, I can't afford to homeschool my kids when I work a full-time job outside of my house. Right. But that is not an okay reason to not look into something that could potentially harm my children. Yeah. And yeah. so it just came down to that. It was just wrestling with myself that this is what I do for a career. Mm-hmm. I'm a mom. Someone who I love and trust is telling me you have to look at the information I found. Right. And so I did. And it took a while. And it was 
not fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's overwhelming. You know, you have to take breaks from things you have to, you know, sometimes the nights are late and you're like, okay, I need to put on something like useless or just like go on Pinterest, you know, because yeah. there's a lot. And it's like you said, um, it's, we are, we are taught and we believe this and, um, you know, I know this word might sound extreme, but, um, I feel it's pretty accurate. I mean, we are brainwashed to believe the way that things are. And, you know, you are the one that said this, this line to me. And it's like, it's been sticking with me ever since we had talked the other day, just unlearning everything that you've learned. And that goes so much further for someone who has a nursing career. Like when you said that to me, it resonated with me. And then I thought, oh my gosh, like, what about that on her level? I mean, that's heavy. That's, that's a lot of extra work. You're like, I just went through all of that, (laughs) you know, all that learning. And, and here we are now with new, you know, new things to learn and, and undo. Yeah. And, and I think it's important, you know, anybody that knows me or anyone that knows you or that may listen, um, this is not a, anti-anything conversation. Um, The reason why this is important and valuable and insightful is because it's real and it's truth. And that's what we're doing is we're sharing stories and we're giving um, just another perspective. And it's important for Amber and I both to just share that. This is not an anti-vax, you know, there's no, (laughs) this is not anger and hate. It's, this is a story and this is truth. And um, what would you tell um, nurses that are going through school right now or new nurses? So I think a big part of nursing is you go into it because you want to help people. You want to make a difference um, mm-hmm. in someone's life or in their health. And you go into it with positivity and you spend a lot of time and money and going through this education and you come out and you hope that what you learn and what you know is correct. And science and health and what we know about the human body is ever evolving. And as a nurse, you are a lifelong learner. I love that I get to learn something new every day at my job. So I think hearing this information is really hard. It's incredibly controversial. Mm. It was physically painful for me to look at this and be like, maybe what I taught was not the truth. Maybe what I know to be true isn't and that's a really hard thing to step back and look at and admit yeah so I would say if you're going into the nursing profession or any healthcare profession or anywhere you're taking care of people or helping people you have to always keep an open mind you can't just um, stay one way especially with science science is always changing and that's Mm -hmm. the great thing about science is that we can question everything so Mm -hmm. why can't we question this why is this so censored? And so the science is settled. Science is never settled. Yeah. That is just something that lit up in my brain going through this. So I would say, keep an open mind. Um, do your research, research everything, ask questions, always ask the questions. There is no stupid question. I yeah. always tell that to my nursing students. Um, something to keep in mind is like one size medicine fits all is dangerous medicine. That's bad medicine. And you're going to learn that with experience that everyone's body is different. Everyone reacts to things differently. And 
another big component is you have to be willing to take care of people who think differently than you, who have bad history, bad past, who are murderers, child molesters, rapists, people who've been in jail for drug trafficking, people who see politics completely opposite than you do, someone who you would never be friends with. You have to set aside your differences and understand that none of that comes down to taking care of someone's health. I mean, that's a, that's a nursing perspective that I've never (laughs) even thought of. You know, it's like, you know, they're not your friends. You're not choosing who you're going to have a girl's night out with. It's, it's taking care of people. And uh, yeah, I mean, just the one size fits all. You think of all the medications that are like, yep, take this, take this. And how many thousands upon thousands are, are on that or, um, But, you know, I really love that as a nurse, you're sharing with us. I think it's so important to hear it again and to say it again that no question is stupid. Ask all the questions. You know, when we are new mothers or pregnant mothers, we're so scared to question the, and I will put this in parentheses over here, professionals, because we are like, no, we can't. And it's like, but it's our body and it's our baby. And it's so, you know, why is it that moms can research car seats, baby rockers, baby carriers, what bottle to use, what breast pump to use, what diapers, what's toxic in these wipes. We research every little thing because we're so worried about these little humans we're bringing into the world. But when it comes to medical decisions, people just blindly trust their providers Yeah, because we are professionals who have ethics and integrity. And that's so important to me as a nurse that people look at me and trust me. Right. But you have to take your own health into your own hands and be an advocate for yourself and ask the questions and research for yourself. Be your own advocate. We live in an age with so much education and information at our fingertips. And yes, you have to discern what is true and really dig through the muck that is on the internet. Yeah. But don't let anyone ever shame you for using Google to figure out what's going on. Because we do the same thing. We do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I I just, I think that's so important to hear because we'll read something and it sticks with us and we're like, okay, I don't know. This doesn't feel right to me. Oh, but this is what I was told to do. So I'm just going to do this anyway. And, you know, that's one of the things that I, you know, this decade of working with women in all different areas of their life, the ones that have came to me pregnant and asking questions about birthing and breastfeeding and things like that. I'm just like, trust your gut over everything and ask questions, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. I tell that to my new nurses too. Trust your gut. Trust your gut. And that goes for everybody. But it's like, especially when you are carrying that baby in your womb and something just doesn't feel right and you want to question it or you have a new baby or you have a 10 year old who cares what age you know it doesn't matter um because no question is stupid and it's never too late to learn more and you know thank you for just sharing too like don't be hard on yourself and don't you know I've heard people say like oh would learn that from google and it's like yeah actually I did yeah Um, because you know what I could have been playing on tiktok but I was researching so it's like how about a, a praise instead of criticism because yes we're researching the car seat and the wipes but but we're scared to research other things and so it's okay moms to say 
I do want to learn more. I remember having a newborn and asking them immediately um, about specifically vaccines and about spreading out the schedule and just different things. And, you know, things were a lot different with my second and opened up even more doors and more research and a lot more Googling. And I remember um, being at Boston Children's and giving them the handful of the papers that I had. Um, This was pertaining to her rare disease, but it's just that, you know, solidification of that was all from Google. You know, they were all forms that I had made on, um, you know, my computer and things that I had put together from my own research. And I said, here, keep this, share this, use this if you need to, because let's just learn together. Let's help more people. Mm -hmm. And I think it's okay to just say like, they're, like you said, if science is changing all the time, they don't know everything. And we can all constantly be researching. We're still humans. We're educated humans in this field. But another thing I always say is trust your patients. You know your body. You know your children better than anyone. Yeah. Better than your doctors. Could your your theories or your conclusions be wrong? Sure. But that's okay. That's okay. You need to be willing to speak up. Mm -hmm. We work for you you know, your doctor works for you. It's not the other way around. They are not the end all and be all. And I'm not saying seek out people who only have your like mindset. Um, If this, all of this conversation is striking a chord with you, I would absolutely say research both sides, research people who are, you know, hardcore pro-vaxxers and research people who say, no, these are dangerous or unsafe. See both sides, see what fits for you and take that to your providers who you trust and you need to be able to have the hard conversations with people who have your health in their hands. Yes. The hard conversations are where all the answers are and where, I mean, in my own personal situation, they're, they're hard conversations. They're uncomfortable. I've had to have conversations of leaving doctor's offices because it's okay to say, I don't fit in here. I mean, we leave, we, we leave hairdressers, we switch hairdressers, we, we switch dentists, we switch all these other people. But I think a lot of people are scared to go somewhere else and scared, like, oh, it's okay, this has been my doctor, or it's okay, I'll just try it their way. And, you know, I was talking to someone the other day, and, you know, she'd said, like, she got kicked out of, you know, her, the pediatric, because yes. they were doing things differently. And mm-hmm. she goes, so it is what it is, you know? I'm going to keep fighting for my children. She didn't leave there angry. It wasn't aggressive. It was just, you cannot be here any longer and be okay with that. Be okay with not fitting in everywhere. Be okay with asking questions. Be okay with being disliked. If it's something that you are passionate about and you want to research more, especially when it's our children. Um, So I would love it if you would, I know you touched a little bit on, um, you know, your daughter, um, but will you share a little bit about your children and, you know, just kind of where it got you to how you are now with vaccinating? So for my own kids, I didn't um, realize that they had had some minor possible vaccine reactions until I had dug way deeper into this. Um, and my example with my daughter is When she was a year old, she had her first MMR shot and within days had developed this rash on the back of her leg. 
And I took her back to the doctor and it was immediately, no, it's not a vaccine reaction. Mm. I believe them. Yeah. They proceeded to give me all different kinds of creams to treat it. Nothing helped. We went back a second time. They said, oh, it's scabies. Um, Oh. Which it wasn't. And I knew it wasn't. And so they wanted me to treat her with this super harsh chemical cream that they do for um, scabies. is like lice on your body for anyone who doesn't know. Um, Like a super strong steroid type? It's a... It's just a, I honestly don't know what it is. Promethrin cream is what it is, but it kills the bugs on your body, which exacerbated the rash on her leg so bad. And then it developed to both legs. This was drawn out for a few months and it ended up with me in a dermatology, a pediatric dermatology office with him, me holding my, you know, 14 month old baby in my arms there by myself. And the word cancer came out of his mouth (gasps) and I... just went blank like how did we go from this little rash that I would thought was caused by her vaccine to Mm. this is possibly cancer or you know he wanted to biopsy and it was just crazy to me the course of that and um it turned out not to be cancer (laughs) she's okay it went away um the word eczema was not really thrown around but I think now that that's what it is because she still suffers from eczema from time to time. We have to be careful with what we use on her skin. Um, but for them to blatantly like, no, this was not a vaccine reaction. Yeah. And when I was diving back into this and looking at what the actual reactions are to MMR vaccines, mm-hmm. I truly believe that's what it was. And that's what happened to her. Yeah. I still, I remember reading and researching in the past two years and digging up the pictures off an old computer that I took to her and sending them to my sister. And wow. saying, I wasn't crazy. I wasn't yes. crazy. Yes. Wow. We didn't even talk about this beforehand. We had the exact same situation and my oldest was, I'm not even exaggerating right now. This is so crazy. We did not talk about this before. Carter was 14 months and his face was covered, covered. And it was just these bumps and, and it was so severe. We ended up at Boston children's and, um, that was, I'm like, well, could it have been, you know, could it have been the vaccinations? And they immediately said it's eczema. He needs to do a bleach bath and put a washcloth on his face and do this and do that. Um, but I remember pulling up years later, he's now 10, pulling up those pictures and comparing them to the pictures of the research and um, wow, I just, that's so crazy. Um, and it, I mean, 14 months, it was probably the exact same vaccination. Um, but so, and, and, and so then now you have three all together. Mm-hmm. And then my second, he, he was just a sick baby. Um, he just virus and respiratory issues and I'm sure there's other factors that go along with it, but he was fully vaccinated on schedule. Um, He was in daycare. Um, We had a completely great birth. Like there was no complications, no complications in my pregnancy, but he was always sick. Ear infection after ear infection, antibiotics didn't work, respiratory virus. Mm. Um, And there was actually a really scary point um, a few days after he received some vaccines when he was about seven months old. He um, was crying 
and we couldn't figure out why he was crying and he turned blue in my arms and stopped breathing. Oh my gosh. And I thought, here we go. I'm going to have to do CPR on my kid. (laughs) And, um, he was okay. Um, luckily there was someone else here to help me and we didn't have to do CPR. And when I went to get him checked out, it was just brushed off as, Oh, he was crying too hard. And that's what caused him to do this. Mm. Um, but he wasn't crying in that way and he wasn't that hard. And he, um, there was just other things going on and like, I can't explain it. I just know it. Yeah. Yeah. And so with all the ear infections and all the antibiotics, I finally came to a point where I was like, enough is enough. I'm not doing this anymore. Um, I took him to a chiropractor and, um, did what the chiropractor suggested we do. Um, and that actually worked wonders for us. It was altering his diet, chiropractic adjustments, and we never had an ear infection issue again. Yeah. And I don't know if it's all related to the vaccine, but do I think it has something to do with it? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it can contribute what we're injecting into them. Absolutely. is going to have an effect on their body. So when it came to um, my third son, my third um, baby is a boy. Um, this is when I was in the thick of researching everything was during my pregnancy and right after he was born. And it was really hard for me, even after everything I had read to make the decision to yeah. not vaccinate him. It is. It, it feels like you're going against, you know, you everything like you're right. rebelling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Even though I have, you know, bullet points, just a right. few things I'll share with you now that, yeah made me stop dead in my tracks and say, what are we doing? Mm. It still was really hard for me to make that decision to not do it. But I ultimately came to the choice of we can do this later, but I can't undo it if I do it now. And I'd already lived through some things granted very minor with my own other two children. Mm -hmm. But what if he was one of the ones that had one of these severe reactions? Yeah. And I had already known better. i I couldn't go through with it. And I actually walked out of his two-month appointment without the vaccines. And um, he's actually my healthiest kid. (laughs) Um, We haven't had to take him back to a doctor for anything. um, You know, we saw a few colds from the other kids, but he's never been on an antibiotic or anything crazy. Wow. And he's almost two, so... Wow. That's a huge deal. That's a huge deal. And what are, what are some of those bullet points that you wanted to share? You're ready to get into the thick of it. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I do want to preface also what I'm sharing is just my experience. It's my story. Um, Take it or leave it. This is not medical advice in any way, shape or form. Just a disclaimer. I'm not your nurse. I'm not anyone's provider. If anything resonates with you, I would, you know, use your internet research it, take it to your provider and talk about it with your healthcare provider. Um, so just to preface that, but so when I was diving into this, um, there was just so much that stuck out and I just wrote down a few things that I could share with you and your listeners that are easy to research. I don't have exact sources in front of me right here, but you can type any of this into whatever search engine you like and it's easy, easy to find. So perfect. The big ones for me is that there is no inert placebo studies done on vaccines. So what that means is when we test medications, they do double blind placebo studies. So some people get the medication and some people get basically like a water sugar pill. Like it's nothing. It has no side effect. It has no effect on your body. 
But when it comes to vaccines, when they do the research, they test it against either other vaccines or they test it against the same vaccine with that certain disease part removed. So it has all the adjuvants in it, all the, you know, aluminum, formaldehyde, Mm -hmm. polysorbate 80, all of those things are actually in that, what they're calling a placebo, but is not a true inert placebo. So if we are injecting both groups with something that has potential to harm the body, how are you getting actual facts of what Mm -hmm. the reactions are to those vaccines? So that was a big red flag for me. Yeah. Um, There's also been no studies on the full CDC schedule. So I was born in 1982. Um, Around that time, there was about 24 doses a child would receive, I think, by the time of 18. Now our kids are getting 69 doses of vaccines. And that has never been studied in full. They just keep adding. And there's over 200 vaccines in the pipeline that are coming down. Mm. Um, And when you look at that, when you look at America as a highly developed country, look Mm. at our infant mortality rates, look at our chronic disease in children, look at our cancer rates, you know, look at behavioral um, disturbance rates. And why is it that way? Look at our environments. Look at what we're injecting into our kids. Look at the medications they're on. Like Mm. it shouldn't be that way in a highly developed country. So those were um, some other big red flags. Um, Some places you can actually find information on that, though, is the World Health Organization and Journal of the American Medical Association actually said in 2006 that the chronic disease rate in the United States for our children was 26%. And that was 14 years ago. It's estimated to be anywhere between like 43 to 54% now. Mm. That's insane. Yeah, that's it's, chronic disease, lifelong disease. Jeez, like you said, those red flags go up and then you keep digging and you keep digging and you, you keep connecting those dots. So uh, the, one of the biggest ones, though, was the finding the National Childhood Vaccine Act of 1986 that President Reagan signed into effect. And what that did is it removed the vaccine manufacturers for all liability against civil action from damage from a vaccine-related injury or death. So you cannot sue a vaccine company if your child is injured or dies as a result of their product. So what Mm. the biggest problem I have with that is, is that these products are mandated by states for your child to attend school, but there Mm. is no one being held liable to the safety of those products that are mandated. I have no idea how that is ethical. No. So with that Childhood Vaccine Act, they actually um, did two programs. One is called VAERS, which is the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, Mm -hmm. in which all healthcare providers are supposed to report vaccine reactions to this database. I never learned about that. Never learned about it until I dug this out myself. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, um, In 2017, it was about 30,000 reports of vaccines to this database, but they actually did a Harvard, um, Harvard did a study that was done from 2006 to 2009 that showed that only one to 10% of adverse vaccine reactions were actually reported to VAERS. So with those injuries, 
They also mm-hmm. did a vaccine compensation program. It's also referred to as vaccine court. And what that is, it is for people to receive monetary compensation for injuries or death of their children, but it is paid for when you pay your insurance company for your vaccines. Part of that is a tax on that vaccine that goes to the this pot of money for injured children to receive yeah. compensation. And the proof of burden for this vaccine court is on the parents. No one's up there saying, show us your safety studies. Show us why your product is safe. They're taking these parents whose children have been injured and saying, prove to us that this vaccine did this. And like the maximum benefit you can re- receive is $250,000. So if your child dies, that's oh. what a life is worth in this vaccine court. Mm. And that's just, that's insane to me. Yeah. Yeah. And you had mentioned, um, I want to touch on this because it's, it was one of the big red flags for me was about SIDS. Um, I feel like that's something that is just not really touched on too much and talked about. Can you share anything about that? Um, when I was going through this, I just, I didn't understand how in this day and age in 2020, 2019, why is it that we can, you know, dig into an archaeological site, open the pyramids of Egypt and say exactly how those people died thousands and thousands of years ago. But you can't tell me why these children are dying in their sleep. Mm. How does that happen? We have, like I said before, one of the highest infant mortality rates in a developed country. We are also one of the most vaccinated countries. So these babies are dying within days, hours after being vaccinated and no one is talking about it Mm. and it doesn't go on death certificates. And I don't know a whole lot more about that, but it's why do we not look into that more? Why is that not raising more red flags in the healthcare community for pediatricians? We just accept that perfectly healthy babies die in their sleep. Yeah. Well, it, it all goes back to how we are made to feel how you and I were made to feel when we questioned things, you know, and you, when you went in that room and you said, could it have been from a vaccination? And immediately it's like, you're, you're being talked down to. And it's like, no, there's, there's no way this is what they're for. And nope, it's gotta be this instead. And so people stop in their yeah. tracks. They stop questioning. Mm-hmm. And to go back to that compensation program mm-hmm. since 19, 19- 86 when this was enacted 4 billion with a b over 4 billion dollars has been paid out to these vaccine injured families wow that's a lot of money yeah and if the max benefit is two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, how many people is that that they have paid out to 4 billion i'm i'm just so grateful that we can just i mean like you said this is us like slightly touching on the topic <laughs> and I think you know like you said the most important thing is sharing these little little but not so little um, but e- easy to research and to type in um, I am definitely going to um, you know put in description areas um, sites and even Instagram handles um this is the day and age that we live in. You are going to learn a lot from 
people's Instagrams that are researching like crazy. They are using their voice. You know, you can call it whatever you want. Oh, it's Facebook. Oh, it's Instagram. Um, but people are using their voice and but- they are speaking, you know, with, with purpose and passion. Um, and so we're going to share some of that in the description, some Instagram accounts, some websites, um, but if you wanted to, you know, mention any of those um, or you wanted to go in depth about anything else, please go for it. I was going to touch on, you know, people are so quick on social media to be bullies and say, oh, Karen with her essential oils is the anti-vaxxer. Right. Well, no, Karen is risking <laughs> her sanity and her friendships and her family connections and being kicked out of her doctor's office for speaking up and saying this happened. This happened to me. This happened to my child. And there's thousands of them. And their stories are not that different. They're telling the same situations over and over and over again. So how long does it take before we believe these mothers, before we believe these parents? Yes. You know, the Me Too movement came across about believing, um, you know, sexual abuse victims. Why would we not believe these moms and these parents who are being shunned? for saying these things they're risking everything to bring this to light and that was huge for me and so these women on instagram these parents um they have done their research better than the fbi because they've been hurt Um, some of them are nurses some of them are you know work in law um they're highly educated. They know what they're talking about. They've done the research. They've done the hard things. And they have highlights up for you to look at, at least to pique your interest, at least to tell you where to start. Yeah. Um, so some of my favorite ones, I'll just throw out their names and we can, you can put it in your show notes. Um, yeah. Echo Unafraid. And this is all on Instagram. They might have Facebook. Um, I kind of like Instagram myself. Jenny Organically. Essentially Erin. She is actually also a nurse. Um, Purely Parsons, also, she was a pediatric nurse and a mom before. Um, Meet the Hamptons. Um, Tay's Way, she is in Australia. And there's actually a pharmacist I follow, and she is a whole health life. And then there's some doctors whose names I kind of want to just throw out if you want to go that route. You're like, Amber, I'm not listening to some moms. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> some doctors to look at is Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, Dr. Suzanne Humphreys, Dr. Paul Thomas, um, and Dr. Bob Sears. And I then there's a couple websites. Sorry, I know I'm kind of going long. Oh, no. Um, Please don't worry learn about the it. Risk, LearnTheRisk.org is a great place to start. There is another lady on Instagram. Her name is Ashley Everly. She's out of Idaho, and she has an entire vaccine research guide that you can download on your computer where she has linked sources for you to everything. It's amazing. And then um, the CDC itself, the the ingredients, the Mm. reactions, everything is there in black and white for you to see right on the CDC website. And then if you are like me and you're busy and you don't have the time to really, you know, spend on the internet some days, I would love podcasts, obviously. (laughs) Um, And the Vaccine Conversation podcast with Dr. Bob Sears is amazing. It is amazing. 
I personally love that one. I just, uh, I saw him doing an interview recently and I didn't know that he had a whole podcast like designed for, designated for this. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Um, So I love that you mentioned that one um, and all the rest of them and those Instagram accounts. And, you know, you gave me goosebumps when you say just like, sometimes it can be hard to judge, you know, these moms on social media or, Oh, she's speaking up again, or, Oh, she's saying this, but it's their stories push them to that point. So, um, listen to those mothers as much as you listen to those physicians or previous physicians or pharmacists, because it's the stories and it's what happened to them. And they're, like you said, it takes so much courage to speak out and not know what's going to come with that. And then what they're doing is going one step further and saying, I don't want anybody else to go through this. Please listen exactly how your sister did with you. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's caring for people and it's sharing that. And um, I know that so many of these accounts just dedicate their life to that because of what their children went through or because of losing their children or, you know, all the stories are so different, but it's like you said of, you know, you see it and you repeatedly see it. And though the stories can be very different, there's also the connection of the source. And, um, you know, I, I just, yeah, don't, please don't worry about going, you know, long or anything like that. You can share all, all of the things. I um, think yeah. my main thing is, like you said, I'm not against vaccines. I want safer vaccines. I want safer things for my children, for myself, for my patients, for the medical community. You know, when you have everything that you take, a medication, a vaccine, a medical procedure, it has risks and it has benefits. And you have to decide, you have to do the research for yourself. What are the risks? What are the benefits? And how does that pertain to you and yourself? And you can't mandate that for people. And so I say I'm not anti-vaccine because I just feel like I'm pro-informed consent. I'm pro-medical choice that if there's risks involved, you need to have the choice of what to do with your body and your children and what's best for your family. Yes, I love that. I I love that description and just that that perspective on it because it's just, um, just, you're just, I'm pro you being informed, period. And then you decide and And being empowered, being empowered to do the research and challenging the status quo. That's okay. Yeah. And if if you decide, you know, vaccines are for you. Great. But at least you looked into it. At least you under have a better understanding of what is going on. Yeah. At least you can know the, you know, the ingredients, the side effects that could happen, you know, all the things that are with it. It's, it's like you said, we have children personally that are, and that are not, and, it's looking back and thinking about everything and sitting in that and, and thinking of what has happened or what has not happened. And maybe you're in that place of like, um, okay, what do I do? I'm about to get all these shots. Like, feel free to say, Hey, I want to stretch this out a little bit. I got to think about this a little bit. And you're the mom, you know, stretch that out, do some more research, go, go digging, go look on the highlights, go look on those all the references that Amber gave and then make your decision. You're, you're in charge. Trust yourself. Yeah. Trust your gut. Um, So let's wrap up. 
I love this. Unless you want to share anything else, I'm all no, I think I hit it all. <laughs> yes. And there's again, a lot more, but yeah, exactly. This is the start. Yeah. Again, you know, like she said, um, it's a lot, but yet it's just the opening. And um, check out those sites. We will put all sorts of notes um, in the descriptions and I'll be sharing about it on Instagram and um, you know, we will, we will keep, like she said, you'll, you'll keep learning. You will keep growing, keep expanding, um, but keep asking questions and trust your gut over everything. Thank you so very much, Amber. Thank you. This is, I'm so happy we got to do this and um, I will let you know what, what, uh, feedback and and notes and responses I get because I know that there are a lot of mothers who have specifically asked me um for an episode like this so I hope Good. that um, they can I hope it's this helpful and, yeah so thank you very much and go enjoy those babies <laughs> okay thanks. all right